Hi, it's Carolina. I'm so excited that you could join us on the City Point Redcliffe podcast. You're just about to hear a message from one of our incredible preaching team, and I know you're going to be encouraged and inspired by what you hear. If it does encourage you, why don't you share it with someone who you know might need to hear it as well? And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of the messages that are uploaded every single week. And for now, sit back and enjoy. I hope you get blessed. But uh, it's a huge privilege um, to be able to speak on Anointing Oil Sunday. Um, I don't think there's a better day to be able to kick off the year than Anointing Oil Sunday. It really does set a precedence and a premise for the year ahead that we would, like Pastor Kay was talking about just before, we would give God our first fruits, but also position ourselves going, you know what, we're not going to wait till week three, four, five, six, or halfway through the year. No, no, we're going to, on the very first Sunday, position our lives to say, God, this year we want your anointing. This year, we want your presence. God, we don't want anything else if you're not a part of it. God, we want your presence, your anointing, your Holy Spirit to saturate our lives, our marriages, our workplaces, our families. And God, we want your anointing. We don't just want to live average Christianity. We don't live passively. We don't just want to be a pew-warming Christian. God, we don't just want to play the game. We want to draw a line in the sand right now in 2023, regardless of what the last 12 months have looked like, and stand here today and say, God, We want nothing but your presence. And God, we're going after it unapologetically. Amen? Amen. Well, I'm excited to preach that. I feel like I already am. But the title of my message is The Cup is He, The Cup is Me, The Cup is We. The Cup is He, The Cup is Me, The Cup is We. You know, in a moment's time, um, I'm going to share for a couple of minutes. In a moment's time, we're going to be able to create space as we have or done all day as a church, to be able to open up this altar and for you to come and receive the anointing of God. We're going to have prayer team and, and the ministry team come and anoint every single one of us with oil, believing that the anointing is going to come upon our life. We're going to be marked with fresh fire for the year, filled with the Holy Spirit. We're believing this moment. Bodies are going to get healed. Mindsets are going to get renewed. We're going to be positioned in a place where the total atmosphere is going to be a catalyst moment for many of us. It's going to shift the trajectory that I believe in the months and years to come. We're going to look back on January 8th, 2023 and say that was the moment when I was anointed with oil. That was the moment when my life shifted. That was the moment where the prophetic got activated in my life. That was the moment where destiny came alive in me when I positioned my heart to receive all that it has for me. We're going to do that in just a moment's time. But like I said, the title of my message is The Cup is He, The Cup is Me, and The Cup is We. And the key text we're going to be reading from today is Psalm 23, 5-6. It says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup, someone say, my cup overflows. Oh, thanks for that. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. You know, in this passage, there is significance in the cup. It's not simply a physical cup represented here that maybe before, as you were grabbing your coffee, the cafe team made a mistake and overflowed a little bit, and you got a spill on your white shirt and you're wishing you wore a black shirt today because now you're walking around with a spill on it. No, no, it's not just talking about an overflowing cup in this sense. No, no, there's significance in this cup. There's significance because what it's talking about is that our life would be overflowing with blessing, with salvation, 
with healing, with breakthrough, with the supernatural power of God through the anointing of oil that comes upon our life and anoints our head that our cup, our life, would overflow. What you've got to understand is that the cup doesn't simply overflow until his cup is poured out. You've got to understand that a cup can't just simply overflow in and of itself. It can't just achieve through a works mentality, through striving more, through trying to get in the right position, overflow in and of itself. No, no, no. In order for a cup to overflow, something must be poured out. Something actually must be distributed into the cup. We see in Acts 2, 17, it says this, and it will be in the last day, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all people. And then your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. That in these last days, this isn't a day coming, this day is here and now. We are living in the last days, where God says in these last days, in January 8th, 2023, in the days that we live in, He will pour out His Spirit, that our sons and daughters would prophesy, that our young men would see visions, that our old men would dream dreams. Maybe you've had dreams in 2022 or maybe for the last five years, the last decade, the last different seasons. We feel like because of disappointment, because of pain and heartache, we feel like those dreams have begun to lay dormant or they begin to have been put aside or we begin to settle with a certain level of life that God has invited us into. But you've got to understand with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, God is awakening you today and saying that today is the day to dream again. Today is the day to step into the prophetic word and the fulfillment of that prophetic word that was spoken over your life 10 years ago and said, you know what? I'm not giving up on that word, but rather I'm standing and believing that I'm going to dream again in 2023. I'm going to believe for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that He would fill up to overflow my cup. You understand that in this passage, the psalmist is writing and setting up a scene, almost like this banquet, this kingly banquet that he's setting up, that he's inviting people into to say, when you're seated with the king, even in the presence of your enemy, when the anointing oil that comes upon your life, your cup would overflow. You've got to understand the psalmist is writing very specific language right here. Because he's not simply just saying as a great a good idea, Western Christendom idea of like, yeah, great, your life's going to be blessed, you're going to be successful. No, 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 he's not saying that. What he's doing is he's painting a picture that the writers and the readers of the day would have understood. That him saying your cup overflows, they understood whenever you went to a banquet in that day, dependent on how full your cup was, was dependent on your relationship with the host. Dependent on your relationship with the host depends on how full your cup was. So if you were maybe like a younger self and you used to crash parties and you used to like rolling with your mates and you didn't really know the person who was hosting the party, but you would just rock up for some free drinks, some free food, hit on some chicky babes, like just do all that kind of thing, like schoolies, like that kind of thing. Like if you were just kind of this kind of guy rolling in, but you didn't have a relationship with the host, your cup would be barely full. In fact, you would get a lesser drink. So him declaring that your cup overflowing means that the guests that you're seated at a table, you must have relationship with the host. You've got to understand something. For your cup to overflow, for you to receive the anointing today, there's a premise that needs to take place. The first one is not the religious game, not going through the institution of church, not trying to warm pews. No, no, no. It's about intimacy with the king about intimacy with Jesus. From that position of relationship, your cup 
will overflow. You'll begin to receive the anointing. And I want to prophesy and declare over you today, if there's anything that you can decide in your heart in 2023, that your life in 2023, if you're going to decide anything, it would be this, that this year in 2023, I want my life to be pleasing to God. I want my life to be intimate with the Savior. I want to be in right relationship with the King. That an overflowing cup is represented of a relationship with the host. But you see, there's a second thing about how we receive the anointing. It's not simply our relationship, but rather our posture. You see, the second part of this verse we love is the idea of the cup overflowing, the idea of goodness and faithfulness following us for all of our days, that we would be seated in position in the house of the Lord for all of our days. Beautiful writing from the psalmist. But the first part is a little bit doom and gloom. It's a little bit that you'll be seated in the presence of your enemies. That's the bit I don't want. Let's not get, get rid of that part. I just want the second part. The second part's way better. But what you've got to understand is that this is setting a tone here to understand that his anointing isn't dependent on circumstance. His anointing isn't dependent on the right environment. His anointing isn't dependent on the right financial position. His anointing isn't dependent on the right things getting lined up. No, no, no. Even in the presence of your enemy, in the presence of pain, in the presence of disappointment, in the presence of nothing going your way, when you have postured your heart towards the King, there His anointing is. There He is for position your life, for your cup to overflow. That even in the presence of your enemies, even for some of us, we've walked through the last 12 months and all of hell has broken loose around us. But I promise you, His anointing has never been closer. His anointing is here and it's now. Even in the presence of your enemies, there He is. Can I go deeper today? Pastor Kay said I'm passionate. I'm yelling a lot, but I'm probably not going to stop yelling, just so you know. I'm just like... A steam train until we end, and then I'll stop and lose my voice. Can I go deeper today? So the cup is heat. We can't receive an overflowing cup until the Lord's cup is poured out. We've got to stand even deeper than that. And the apostle of our faith, the apostle Paul, in the early church, we know that he was one of the writer of many of the epistles. He was one of the writer of many of the uh, New uh, Testament that we know. And from this position, he understood that deeper than the cup being just a blessed life, he understood that a cup overflowing meant a life laid down. That the cup overflowing was simply just more than just success and prominence and platform and influence. No, no, no. It was deeper than that. Although sometimes that comes with a cup overflowing. Because God wants to position our life to have an influence in our world and be successful and be able to generate wealth for his kingdom. But deeper than that, it represented a life laid down. Someone say, the cup is me. You see, the apostle Paul knew that cup wasn't a blessed life, but rather the cup was his life. So when it spoke about my cup would overflow, he knew it to be that his cup, that his life would be overflowing with the things of the kingdom. You've got to understand something about an overflowing cup. Is that an overflowing cup must always be poured out. An overflowing cup can never be positioned that. If you've ever maybe poured too much drink into the cup and you've made a mistake and it's overflowed, the first thing you do is empty a little bit out so it doesn't continue to spill. An overflowing cup is always the invitation for a life poured out. Philippians 2.17. But even if I am poured out as a drink offering on the sacrificial service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. 
The Apostle Paul here isn't coming up with this new idea or this new analogy of a drink offering. He's not saying, I've got a terminology that I want to introduce to you about a drink offering as an example of what it means to live a life poured out. No, no, he's referencing the Old Testament in the book of Numbers chapter 15. He's referencing an idea that took place in the temple by the priest when they would actually give a sacrifice of a lamb, a ram or a bull towards the Lord. After that moment on the altar, they would give a drink offering of wine on the altar. And it would be the culture of that day, the Jewish culture and the priests knew when they would give a drink offering, it was the highest point and representation of worship. That it would be worship towards Jesus. That a life overflowing, your cup overflowing in its fullest form isn't simply a blessed life, but it's a life laid down. Because you've got to understand that God wants to bless you so you can be a blessing. He doesn't just want to get blessing to you. He wants to get blessing through you. He actually wants to impact the world around you. He doesn't want you to just hoard all your blessing to yourself, but rather I'm going to get resource, provision, ideas, strategies to your life so you can position your life to be poured out for the world around you, be able to build the kingdom of God. Why? Because from that place as a drink offering, you would position your life in the highest point to be a worship towards the king. Bring him glory that when people look at your life and they see the blessing on your life, they see the breakthrough on your life, the healing, the anointing on your life, they would look at your life and say, surely there is a God. Surely there is Jesus. There's an amazing quote by D.L. Moody that says, There is no use in running before you are sent. There is no use in attempting to do God's work without God's power. A man working without this unction, a man working without this anointing, a man working without the Holy Ghost upon it is losing time after all. In 2023, I pray that we would realize and we would come to the revelation that a cup isn't simply a blessed life, but rather my life is the cup. And I want the anointing to become alive so I could be overflowing into the world around me. As the Holy Spirit comes upon my life, it's not simply so I can live blessed, but so I can be a blessing. Living as a life laid down for the world around me. Can I go deeper today? The cup is Jesus. The cup is you and I. But even deeper than understanding that the cup is my life, that I am the cup that needs to overflow into the world around me. Deeper than simply me being the cup, it's us being the cup. It's actually the church of Jesus Christ, the body of Jesus being the cup. You've got to understand that the church needs to be positioned to be a cup that's overflowing into the region, a cup that's overflowing into the city, a cup that's overflowing to our high schools, our university campuses, our workplaces, that the church needs to be apostolically positioned to shift culture where it is. Not that it would hold or house and become a holy huddle, but it would overflow wherever it goes. You've got to understand that the deepest places understand that the cup is he, the cup is me, and the cup is we. 1 Corinthians 12, 13 says, For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we were all given one spirit to drink. You see, friend, it's not simply my life, your life as the cup, but together it is our life as the cup, that together we would stand as a cup to a generation, being overflowing, blessing to the world around us. 
That is significant that when the church is positioned together, united with one mind, with one vision, with one heart, to see the kingdom of God established, not just to wait till we get to heaven one day, but rather establish heaven here in that place as an overflowing cup to our region. We can see an impact for the kingdom of God in 2023 like we've never even dreamed when we would actually come into the alignment with the will of God, not have 40 different visions and different ideas and trying to run in different directions, but rather say, God, what is your will? We're linking arms. We're building the kingdom. We're serving his church. We're leaning in. That is from the place where we have an impact like we can't even begin to imagine. 2 Timothy 2.21, if I could give him a left hook. I feel like I've already given you a few, but this is my left, you know. Which actually is my weaker arm, but it's meant to be powerful. That's what I'm trying to say. I've got this weird, like I'm not ambidextrous, but I like throw with my right arm, but 10 pin bowl with my left. It's like a weird, it's a weird thing. And then I kick with my right, but I, I, but I write with my left. It's like a weird thing. I heard, by the way, Maya th- just thrashed Ash at bowling. Um, just absolutely thumped him, but um, she'd be embarrassed, but it's fine. Um, actually, you know what? You're actually quite an athlete, Maya, so it's probably, you shouldn't be embarrassed. You know, it's fine, it's fine. 2 Timothy 2, 24, 21. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. The message translation says it like this. In a well-furnished kitchen, there are not only crystal goblets. Anyone own a crystal goblet? No, not in Redcliffe apparently. And silver platters, but waste cans and compost buckets. Some containers used to serve fine meals, others to take out the garbage. Become the kind of container God can use to present any and every kind of gift to his guests for their blessing. If I could land this, we need to understand the Hebrew word for vessel. You see, the Hebrew word in this text has many different analogies for the word vessel and different names for the word vessel. But in this text, this word vessel actually means vessel, it means cup, and it means libation. Now this is an interesting correlation, because it's not just painting the picture of it's a cup, like it holds things. This is what it means to be a vessel, to hold things. Because it's not just representing a cup, but if we understand what the word libation means, what we know it to be, is a key word that means a libation would be a cup that is poured out as a drink offering or sacrifice. You see, this word vessel isn't simply meaning a container for God's glory. No, no, no. It's talking about being a drink offering, a life poured out, a cup that overflows. When the anointing comes upon your life, you would be a cup that overflows. Why is this important? Well, because containers are designed to hold, but cups are designed to carry. Containers are designed to store, but cups are designed to be poured out. And friends, the church was never meant to contain the anointing. It was always called to carry the anointing. We were never called to store the anointing. We were always called to pour out the anointing, be living, sacrifice, that life, lay down for the Lord. 
This is what it means to be a cup overflow. Not just you would live a blessed life, although he wants to get blessing to you. He wants you to be successful. He wants you to be wealthy. He wants you to be able to generate wealth and a generational income and all those prosperity ideas. God wants to get that to your life. But it's not simply for yourself. God wants your cup to overflow so the world around you can be blessed, so they could know Jesus. But the hinge of that is the very key text right before it, that the anointing of oil, when it comes upon your head. In Psalms 23, if we can read it again. It says, Your presence, uh, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. God wants your cup to overflow in 2023. God wants to get blessing to you. God wants to transform your life. When you position your life in right relationship with Him, we could all close our eyes. The very first reason that we receive the anointing, we receive the blessing, the breakthrough, the healing, the hope that's found in Jesus, the joy, the peace, is when we position our life and say, Lord, I'm all yours. I just don't want to live a blessed life. I want my life to be laid down as a drink offering that would give you worship. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message inspires you to unmistakably influence your world for good and for God. Go ahead and share it with a friend. And can I invite you to connect with us on one of our many social media platforms as well? Most importantly, if you made a decision to follow Jesus, I want to say congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. We'd love to see you at one of our many City Point Church services around the world this Sunday. And you can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We would be so thrilled to see you there.